Good morning or good afternoon if you're joining us from the East Coast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join us for yet another series of our webinar. We're really excited about today's content because he hit at the core of cannabis products and dispensary marketing. And we really hope that this information is beyond helpful to you as we found it really insightful. Today, we're going to be covering the fastest growing cannabis products by market, stock what your customers want to buy. And in today's agenda, we're going to be covering where to find the latest products insight, what the recent data says about popular product categories, how to maximize analytics so you can increase your revenue. A little bit about myself. My name is Eduardo Silva. I'm going to be your host for today. I have 18 years of sales and marketing experience, and I'm really, really excited to be part of this fast-growing industry and helping bring some valuable insight to you, our partners. Foot Traffic is a dispensary digital advertising firm, has been around for over five years now. At any given point, we may be assisting over 400 stores across all of North America drive revenue and profits. A few housekeeping items before we get underway with our content for today. If you do have those cell phones, an instrumental piece of digital marketing, as we love them, we do ask you to silence them or just face them down on your desk for the duration of the webinar. We're going to be moving through a lot of great content very quickly. If you are joining us from the Zoom interface, do take a moment to familiarize yourself with the interface. I feel like most people are fairly familiar with Zoom today. However, we do have a Q&A button, a little bit different than your usual use of Zoom. That Q&A button gets you access with our panelists uh, live. So if you have any questions, do feel free to go ahead and ask any questions there. And then finally, make sure to stick around till the end of the webinar. We do have some special offers for those attending the webinar today, and we're going to be sharing those with you towards the end of the webinar. Wonderful. So, so we got some of those housekeeping items underway. Let's talk about the industry. Stocking your shelves is part art, part science. There's that unmeasurable aspect, let's call it intuition, that some people have to for spotting or creating trends. Then there's the science of data analysis and using your resources to predict which products will do best in your store. Unfortunately, if you are hoping to build your gut instinct by choosing the next popular cannabis brand, I can't help you. However, if you want an overview of what's happening in the industry and the types of products that are performing well, well, you're in luck. First up, let's talk about the state of the industry in general. Right now, 18 states have legalized recreational cannabis, though they haven't all started adult use sales. Over 30 states allow some form of medical marijuana. Now, despite legalization, there are, of course, a variety of restrictions. For example, in some states, you can't purchase flour or edibles, and some medical states limit the amount of THC in those products. Regardless, 2020 was a huge year for cannabis, with sales in California, Colorado, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington increasing 67%. 
According to New Frontier data, total combined sales of cannabis across legal states crossed the 20 billion threshold in 2020. Quarterly sales across both legal, medical, and adult use states reached an all-time high in the first quarter of 21, bringing in 5.84 billion. Sales for the second quarter of this year are projected to surpass 6 billion. New legal markets are expected to become active in the next two years. So the group projects that total legal sales will reach 43 billion by 2025. New Frontier data estimates that California accounts for 26% of the legal cannabis sales in the country. Colorado 11, Washington 7, Florida 6, Arizona 5, Pennsylvania 5, Illinois 5, Oregon 5, Massachusetts 5, Michigan 5, and the rest of the legal states making up about 20%. Of those top 10 states I just mentioned, two are medical only, Pennsylvania and Florida. It will be really interesting to see how those markets grow when they legalize recreational cannabis. Of course, you can't count out New Jersey and New York, which will begin rec sales over the next year or so. New Frontier data projects that they will jump into the top 10 by 2025 as well. The most recent Gallup poll of 2019 shows that 12% of Americans are active marijuana users. As more states legalize, we can probably expect that number to rise. So who are these users? According to FlowHub, the majority of cannabis users are millennials. They make up 42% of medical users and 48% of recreational users. That's a huge segment of the market. Gen Xers are next. They make up 23% of medical market and 21% of the rec market. Gen Z makes up 17% of both medical and rec markets, while boomers account for 17% of the medical market and 13% of recreational market. The silent generation, which is the generation before the boomers, accounts for just 1% of the market. Now, Gen Z is going to keep aging up into the market, so they will become a larger part of the industry within time. This is crucial for understanding who you should be catering to when ordering your products, as well as advertising your shop. Let's talk product categories. Flower is the iconic cannabis product, of course, and for many consumers, it's what they are most comfortable with. Interestingly, as a product category, flower sales are growing at a slower rate than other product categories until the pandemic. At that point, flower sales began to outpace the growth of the product other product categories. Q1 of 21, sought flower making up 50% of all cannabis sales. Again, this is probably because it's just what people know. According to Statistica, sales of adult use cannabis flower were valued at around 7.2 billion US dollars in the United States in 2021. This figure is expected to be more than double, exceeding $15 billion US by 2025. 
that are from Handset, which is compiled from their West Coast clients, indicates that people like to buy their bud in eighths as that size remains, remains the most popular. According to the same report, some of the most popular brands include Willie's Reserve in Colorado, Pacific Stone in California, Flower One in Nevada, Fat Panda in Washington, and Lucky Lion and High Productions in Oregon. Brightfield Group estimates that flower will continue to grow in popularity for medical patients. They forecast that flower sales will out almost double by 2025. Let's be straight. Flower remains the most popular cannabis product. Other categories are growing quickly, but nothing comes close to the dominance of flower. If you're thinking about what type of flower to stock, headset shares that hybrids make up half of the flower sales, while indica and sativa make up the other half. Pre-rolls are technically their own category and make up about 11% of sales. So make sure you have a good assortment of all of those as well. And here's the funny tidbit for you. Because of cultivation side of the industry, one of the biggest players in the cannabis industry isn't even cannabis at all. It's Scott's miracle Grow. You may know them if you've had to plant some seed or get some plant food recently, but they're also the leading provider in hydroponics equipment for indoor growth. It's been a rough couple of years for vapes, primarily because of unsafe vapes sold on the black market. Couple that with a virus that predominantly affects the respiratory system, and you have some pretty good insight into why vape growth slowed over the past couple of years. In 2019, in the months leading up to the vape crisis, Headset estimated that vapes had a market share of 22%. By January 2020, that number was down to 20%, and it went down to 19% once COVID lockdown hit. Now, this isn't to say that the market hasn't grown. Vape pen sales grew by 20%. However, that trend is still below other market growths. The market for other products during the same time grew by 39%. So vapes are actually a pretty diverse product category. You have disposable vapes, carts, pods, and all-in-one rechargeables. The last two categories have seen the biggest hit with sales decreasing over 40%, whereas cart sales have grown by 20.7% and disposable pens by 7.6%. MJ Biz Daily suggests that the leading sales from vapes may be because people are working from home and don't need to use discrete products. They can easily enjoy their flower or whatever they choose to in their own home. However, as workplaces open back up and people are expected to get back in work, and as restaurants, theaters, and concerts start opening their doors again, the demand for easy to use products that are portable and discreet may increase once again. To help consumers renew their love affair with vapes, companies have showcased the natural products they use and heaped the blame for the vaping crisis on the, vap, uh, on the black market. Retailers will need to take this a step further to ease consumer fears. If you're looking at 
what to stock in the vape category, I would lean towards carts and in particular for companies that have made clear efforts showcasing their, their ingredients are safe and educating consumers since those may be the brands people will feel most, most comfortable shopping with. As cart sales begin to rise once again, there will be more opportunities to expand uh, onto brands you may also want to carry outside of those. Vape carts account for almost a fifth of dispensary sales. So it's a category you absolutely cannot ignore. Now, 710 is around the corner. So let's talk concentrates. Concentrate sales were up 40% in 2020 from $567 million in 2019 to $797 million in 2020. And this is part Colorado, California, Nevada, Washington, and Oregon markets combined. Though they are still a relatively small segment of purchases on par with edibles and pre-rolls. As markets mature, more consumers start turning to concentrates. So for example, according to Precision Extraction Solutions, while new markets tend to have an 80% flower to 20% concentrates sale breakdown, those numbers shift to 65% flower and 35% concentrate as the market ages. Concentrates are for new users. So maturing markets that have had legal cannabis for a while generally means consumers feel more comfortable using concentrates. I've also personally noticed more consumer educating around concentrates, which is really important because whereas vapes and edibles are pretty self-explanatory, concentrates aren't. There are a lot of different types of market, uh, uh, types on the market, and it can get somewhat confusing for someone that is new to cannabis altogether. There are also more affordable concentrate vape pens on the market, which have made it easier to get started with concentrates. And let's be honest, lots of people are tempted by those high THC percentages. They want to check them out and less expensive vaporizer make it easier to do so without a huge investment. Some of the growth in the concentrate sector is believed to be due to the slow down in vape purchasing as some consumers have turned towards solventless concentrates like rosin and resin to avoid some of the additives that are found in vapes. Edibles have gained popularity over the past year. Dispensaries see them as a way to attract new customers who are reluctant to try inhalants. While new formulations that focus on effects and even fast-acting edibles hit the market, you can expect this product category to continue to grow across the board. It's not just newbies trying edibles, though. Some regular cannabis users are also making that switch. Papa and Barclay's chief product officer suggests this is because those who have built a tolerance to cannabis are more comfortable enjoying 5 milligram gummies. Edible sales have increased their market share in California, Colorado, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington from about 10% to nearly 12%, which is outpacing the growth of other consumption methods. Nationwide, they account for about $903 million in medical marijuana sales in 2019 
and Bright Fuel Group projects they will almost triple by 2025, accounting for $2.5 billion of medical cannabis sales. I want to take a moment here to make something clear. While edibles are growing at a fast clip and potentially faster than other consumption methods, they still only account for a small percentage of the market. I've seen dispensaries expand their edible offerings in the news, which is great, but you don't want to do so to the detriment of the other product categories. If you want to include more edibles on your shelves, look for a variety of products so you aren't stocking a whole bunch of the same gummies or brownies. Otherwise, you may end up with expiring products. Edibles are a pretty large category because it often includes capsules and tinctures. So make sure you look into stocking those as well. Those subcategories aren't as in demand across the country and are most popular in medical only states where there are people just starting out with cannabis. For example, CBD tinctures is really popular, remaining really popular with individuals who are hesitant to try THC. According to LeafLink data analyzed by FlowHub, topicals decreased in sales in 2020. In January, topicals accounted for 1.5% of sales, but by December, that number was just 1%. They didn't provide much information or an analysis on this trend, though it may be due to the more people working at home and having easier access to other cannabis products that they wouldn't be able to use at, while at work, for example. If that's the case, this trend may reverse itself. Otherwise, for most shop, it doesn't seem beneficial to carry a lot of topicals unless you are a medical-only state that is seeing a higher proportion of sales. While topicals don't make up a large portion of the cannabis market, CBD topicals are popular with $703 million sold in 2019. Cannabis science and technology projects that CBD topicals will be grossing $4.5 billion by 2025. So it's not to be ignored. Now, the issue with these is showing why CBD extracted from cannabis is superior to that extracted from hemp. Because CBD topicals can be purchased anywhere, dispensaries have to illustrate why customers should go to a dispensary to buy it and possibly spend more. So how can you do your own trend spotting? First, think of the data sources you already have in your hands. Your POS and your CRM are both great sources of information, and most dispensaries aren't making the most of them. You should be able to access daily and even up to the minute reporting about your sales and customer behavior. Next, take a look at free resources. Some sites offer free reports on latest cannabis sales trends and other industry information. You should be watching MJ Biz Daily, FlowHub, Headset, Statistica, and even Ease puts out a free report. If you want, use an RSS feed aggregator like Feedly, or so you can actually easily get all of your latest industry headlines in one place. Just follow the different outlets you want to hear from and make it a point to check out you know, your newsfeed fairly regularly. Finally, consider whether you want to purchase additional data and analytics. 
a tool like Headset can be very useful for you to actually better analyze the data you're collecting and making it more actionable. The last part is key. We're all collecting data. After all, you have to send a lot of sale information to your regulatory agency, but it's not always in an actionable format. Okay, so you have your data sources and then now what? <laughs> so basically you want to take a look at your data in different ways. And first up, take a look at the past three months of your sales data by product category, brand, and any other filter you can actually apply. Are you seeing any spikes, dips, stagnation, or other patterns? Compare those three months of data with the same time period for the previous year. Were the same things selling as well, or are there new you know, contenders coming into the market? Did you hold any sales or events that could have actually accounted for a difference? Keep in mind that last year, things were very uncertain for a lot of people. So your sales numbers may be a little hard to analyze since they won't be a true representation of what a normal time period will be. Take a look at trends for each of your product categories of the past 12 months and compare them to the numbers for the previous year. Are the trends consistent? Are different high sellers emerging? If you can, you should also look at your product sales by customer segment. So if the majority of your edible sales are to millennials and they primarily shop twice a month, then you can better determine how to market and how much they're potentially going to order, uh, what to stock, and when to possibly, uh, possibly reorder. Be sure to also look at your customer demographics. Do they, trend to, um, do they trend to the same as national data, or is your customer base different? It's really important to know who your customers are so that you can better pinpoint the products they want and how to reach them with targeted ads. All of this data changes over time, so you need to implement a process for checking this regularly. In retail, they're looking at product category sales daily at a minimum. Often, they check the numbers hourly to look for opportunities and potential trends so they can capitalize on them. This is a broad look at the data. And then they also take a uh, look at more granular data on, on a daily or weekly basis. So let's say you're checking your numbers and you find that one day before, people were buying more tinctures than normal. Maybe your local newspaper ran an informational piece about cannabis or CBD tinctures, which encouraged people to ask for them at your dispensary. If you are regularly checking your data, you would see this spike and know to shift product displays to prep your butt tenders. Let's talk about stagnant products. Your data should help you with your ordering and allow you to sell through your products more quickly. For those items that are still on your shelves because you purchased them before starting your data-driven ordering process, consider running a sale that will appeal to your customers so that you can move that product and potentially replace it with other hotter items. You can offer buy one, get one deals, to couple together items or encourage people to buy more of the same product. This can be like buy one THC vape, get a CBD vape 
for 50% off or buy two carts and get the third one for free. We have a client who does spend uh, and receive deals uh, where they sell a product for a dollar once a customer hits a certain threshold with their purchase. So for example, spend $100 and get a brownie edible for $1. If your state allows, you can also discount the prices on those products and advertise it at a larger sale. Uh, let a customer know that when the product is gone, it's gone. And you may find that some people were just waiting for an excuse to try these products and the sense of urgency has finally pushed them to do so. I mentioned your own data from your CRM and POS systems. To get even more value from this data, you should be using it to quarterback your advertising campaigns. You're essentially looking into the customer's shopping baskets and seeing what they like to buy. You know when they buy it and what they like to buy together with those products. To encourage return visits, make sure you are sending texts and emails based on the trends that you are actually spotting. Essentially, you want to set up automations that trigger after certain events. For example, if it's been two weeks since someone has stopped by, you can send them a special deal on their preferred product category. As long as your CRM is integrated with your email or SMS platform, you can have this happen automatically. You can also use this data to encourage customers to try other product categories. So let's say you've noticed that your new customers rely primarily on flour, but customers that have been shopping with you for over a year buy more concentrates or edibles. You can start to a drip campaign for your newer customers to help educate them about cannabis in general, product types, and how to use different products, then offer them a deal on a new product type to encourage them to branch out. You can use your CRM data to start digital advertising campaigns. And for example, if you know that your millennial shoppers are more likely to buy topicals if they exercise, you can create a special display ad campaigns that's triggered when a person within a certain age range is near a gym or a workout studio offering topicals to aid with relaxation, performance, or muscular recovery. You can even use this data for a Google Ads campaign by targeting certain branded keywords that are more popular with your customer. So if your customers love Fat Panda, you can bid on that keyword as well uh, with Google Ads to get customers with similar tastes. Your data can even give you insights into great keywords for your SEO strategy. Organic traffic from search engine optimization is one of the biggest revenue drivers, and your CRM and POS systems hold a whole bunch of data that can help you drive even more traffic to your shop. By building new landing pages and content around the most popular products, categories, and brands, you can increase your chances of ranking for those keywords and driving more visitors to your store or your online menu. So wonderful, we covered quite a lot of data. Now, we do wanna make this very, very easy for you to grow your customer base and increase your overall revenue. Now, to help you navigate the digital advertising landscape and ensure you get your future deals out there, we have two special promotions for those attending today's webinar. First up, get a free website with a six-month advertising plan that includes Google Ads, display ads, and SEO. 
This plan will provide you the support you need to launch your business, give your website a refresh, or just supercharge your advertising. And that's a $4,000 value. Let's get this underway and start advertising your amazing product selections and deals. And you can schedule a call with our team member, Jason, today at foottraffic.me forward slash chat, and we will walk you through these details. Or you can choose to get 50% off a new website um, for your dispensary or a website refresh with a three-month digital advertising plan that includes Google Ads, display ads, and SEO. And this is valued at $2,000. You can schedule, once again, a consultation with Jason, our client success executive, and learn more on how these services can support your goals. And you can just go to foottraffic.me forward slash chat, and we'll put this in the chat window here for you. I love bundling these services together because they really do work best in unison. Don't put all of your eggs in one basket. You need to be able to diversify your advertising investment in order to get the best and largest reach. Also, if you feel that you aren't getting the right data, let's talk because we can possibly help you with that. We have some great recommendations for POS systems, CRMs, and many more tools. Once again, I want to take a moment to thank you for taking the time to speak with us today here, attend our webinar, and learn more about some of these industry trends. We're really, really excited about the potential to speak to you right after the webinar. Do schedule a call with us. Once again, foottraffic.me forward slash chat, and we look forward to speaking with you.